0: Heavenly Father, God Almighty, we recognize you for who you are, not for who we've made you to be, not for the box we like to put you in because it feels more comfortable. But we recognize you as God and very God, the God that can do whatever you want to do, and the only thing holding you back is our unbelief. So God, we're asking that you would build our faith today, that you would strengthen us by causing us to see the events in the past and go, whoa, God, you're real. And as you're real, we want to serve you. We want to follow you. We want to be in close communion and connection with you because you're powerful And we want to represent you as you've asked us to do, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, more and more Jesus. This has been a five-sermon series, uh, four weeks, because we had Good Friday on Friday, and we've been, um, I wanted to make this series really memorable, remember that? And because I wanted to make this series really memorable, so you could walk out of it and go, oh, I remember that series when we did that Easter. Um, My wife, who's a teacher, said, well, you got to have props. All right, so I need five volunteers. Who would volunteer? Come on, just walk up, come to the stage. Five volunteers. I need five. You could take something home with you if you come. Okay, I got one, two, three. I need two more. I got four. I feel like an auctioneer. I got five. Bam. All right, here we go. All right, so who wants the B? Who wants the B? You got the B. All right. Who wants the P? P. P. All right? You get the M. All right? I feel like this guy wants the G. He's going to preach G all day. Okay? And this, we got R. Okay? That's today. Okay, so here it is. Here it is. Okay, let's see if you guys can remember. I'm not going to give a lot of this away. Don't put it up yet. Okay, good, good. Okay? We have a letter, which stands for a word. Okay? The words have nothing to do with our sermons. Don't get confused with that. But, But we have a letter... And this is a phrase I want you to take with you today. Are you ready? Okay. B. What does B stand for? Because. Okay. P. What does P stand for? All right. Matter. God. Reconciles. Okay. Now we are doing the wave. We said we were going to do that a couple days ago. Now we are doing it. But you guys are doing it. Okay. So a little bit faster now. When he raises the B, you go because people matter, God reconciles. Okay, you ready? Go. You got that? Because you matter, God reconciles. All right, you guys can keep those. Those are yours. Thanks for volunteering, all right? See that? I don't have something to take home, and it feels like a trophy all of a sudden. We're going to get after R. Can you hold that up again? Dylan. R, R, R. We're going to have to get R. And so this is how it ties to the messages. Today I'm going to give you two R's. Every week we've been doing two things, right? Two B's. Birth and baptism. More and more Jesus. Significant events in the life of Jesus. Birth and baptism, pretty significant? Yeah. Okay. So we've gone through the whole thing and today we're going to get to the R. Two R's. Well, give me a guess. Resurrection. resurrection. Yeah, uh, duh. <laughs> we got that one. What's the second one? Yeah, some of you guys already looked at the online church bulletin. Thanks, Mom. Uh, yeah, I know. She, she, that, wasn't, that wasn't a guess. That wasn't said like, oh, I'm guessing. That was like, it's rain. Okay, so resurrection and rain. And here's what I would say. Matthew 28, get there, okay? Open your Bible. We want to get it right from the Scriptures. Here's what I would say. I'm going to preach on the two most important events in Jesus' life. The two most important events in Jesus' life. The resurrection of Jesus and the ongoing reign of Jesus are what I would say, it could be debated, but I'm not going to, the most important events in Jesus' life and ministry. Resurrection and his reign right now. All right? Now, I want to say this. Two most important events in Jesus' life are the two most important events in my life. All right? Let's just get it straight now. I'm not going to pray, preach about Jesus. Okay? I mean, definitely we're going to focus on him. But I want you to take it home for you. I don't want it to be some informational pep talk. I want it to be like transformational, applicational. I want you to be like, oh my goodness, i got to do something now. I didn't just come to church to feel good on Easter. I came to church to be different. Because Christ rose from the dead and he reigns in my life. Does he? That's a good question. So, the two most important events in Jesus' life are the two most important events in my life. And if that's not true for you, it can be today. That's cool. It can be today. It's true in my life, for sure. I want it to be true in everybody's life that I know. I want it to be true in everybody's life that I don't know. I want it to be truth in everybody's life in Rochester, Minnesota, and around the globe. So we'll get to it. Two most important events in my life. The two most important events in my life. First, the resurrection. Let's see it right in Scripture. Matthew 28. If you're there, say you're there. If you're ready, say you're ready. Ooh, some of you guys aren't ready. Some of you guys aren't ready. But it's gonna come. The gospel's gonna come regardless if you're ready. I'm gonna pray that the Holy Spirit makes you ready. All right? God, make us ready to receive what you have planned today. Now, after the Sabbath, Sabbath is on Saturday, all right? That's the Jewish holy day. Toward the dawn of the first day of the week, what's the first day of the week? Sunday. That's the Christian holy day because of the resurrection. Mary Magdalene, anybody know anything about Mary Magdalene? Seven demons cast out of this lady. We're talking powerful things here. And she's following Jesus, and she's getting up early to go to the tomb. With faith that somehow she's going to roll this big stone away. She's seen it. She knows. And the other Mary, man, that really is a cliffhanger because I don't know who that is. I don't know if that's Mary the mother of James or Mary the... uh, mother of Cleopas, or I I don't know, but another Mary, lots of Marys in the Bible, went to see the tomb, and behold, I love it when it says that, because that's supposed to grab your attention, listen up church, is what it says, there was a great earthquake, I've never been in an earthquake, anybody ever been in an earthquake, is it scary? I've heard it's scary when the ground shakes and people get irate and get scared. There was a great earthquake. Not just an earthquake. That would be scary enough. There was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven. There was an angel. This is supernatural. This isn't just like mamby-pamby stuff. Descended from heaven and came... And rolled back the stone. If the earthquake didn't split it in two, the angel sure had an effect. He's like, eh, you're rolling. Rolled back the stone and sat on it. That's kind of that's humorous. Eh, yeah, I'm just going to use this to rest a while. That was hard. All right. His appearance was like lightning. What is lightning to you? Can you just get yourself in the story? How quick did he come? how quick does lightning hit the ground and then, how quick? Alright, so it was fast. This happened fast. Like lightning. And his clothes white as snow. He's bright. It's like flash. Boom! And then he sat there. And for fear of him, the guards, these are Roman soldiers trained to kill. Think about it. They also know if they leave this post and lose this prisoner, dead prisoner, they die. They know that. And this is their response. These men of war. The guards trembled and became like dead men. I thought the dead guy was in the tomb. Now we got dead guys all over. Like dead men. But the angel said to the woman. The women. Do not be afraid. Why do angels always say that? They must be scary, huh? I think if you encounter an angel, you'd be like, what? And you'd probably need some comfort too. Do not be afraid. For I know that you are seeking Jesus who was crucified. Now, the fact that, that's like prophetic, the fact that somebody would be like, hey, I know. Have I met you before? Why are you reading my mail? How do you know? Are you even watching me? You read my email? Are you like following me, stalking me? Like, He's like, I know why you're here. That's supernatural stuff. The angel said to the woman, do not be afraid. I know that you are seeking Jesus who was crucified. Yep. True confirmed he is not here oh we didn't know he has risen don't know if i believe that where is he as he said do you remember four times in matthew he said i'm gonna die two times he said he was gonna be crucified the last two times and both times he said he would raise from the dead well all four times Just as he said, come, just so you can confirm, see the place where he laid, then go quickly. So confirm that I'm telling you the truth, then go quickly and tell his disciples, where are those dudes, that he has risen from the dead and behold that's another listen up like if he, he, I don't have your attention now like at what point do you get dull when the supernatural happens right At what point are you like I'm not listening anymore. Well the angel thinks now that the awe has worn off. So now he's like behold, listen 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 you got to know this he is going before you to Galilee there you will see him, See, I have told you. He's going before you to Galilee. That's where Jesus did most of his ministry. Go back there. You want to see him? There you will see him. Clear instruction? Are we clear? Angels speaking? I'm clear. How come they weren't clear? It's clear. See, I have told you. Just in case you don't know who told you, I told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, listen, listen, this gets better. Wait a second. Jesus met them and said, Greetings. Hey there. How are you? Top of the morning to you. I get excited about this stuff. This is crazy good. We should preach this every week. This is awesome. Because Jesus is awesome. He once was dead, but now is alive. And he's like, hello. Shalom. Here I am. Greetings. And they came up and they took a hold of his feet. What posture was that? They were low. They took a hold of his feet and they worshiped him. When was the last time I was in this posture because Jesus was my Lord and Savior? That's what it makes me think about. When was the last time I got low and said, God, you're awesome? That's what the resurrection will do for you, the most important event in all of human history, in Jesus' life and in my life too. And then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell the brothers to go to Jerusalem or to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Bam. Resurrection. This is a huge event. This is why you're here today. Jesus rose from the dead, saving all who believe. That's as clear as you can make it. Jesus rose from the dead, saving. Do you need rescuing? Because I do. Saving all. All includes who? Point to who it includes. It includes me. Saving all who believe. Now where's the, there's the loaded word, isn't it? Belief. Jesus rose? Yeah. I agree with you. There's a few people that would debate that. But uh, most people, oh yeah, I agree. From the dead? Well, you can't rise from the life. Yep, I agree with that. Saving? Some people get hung up there. I don't need rescuing. I'm not bad. It's a postmodern Christianity, right? It's like we don't think we're bad. We don't think we need a rescue. We don't think we need a savior. I'm just getting better and better. So a few more people will balk at that. But this, all who believe, that's really the creme de la creme, right? That's really the issue. Do you believe? Just so we can put ourselves in the story, look at the disciples who were there, who were eyewitnesses. The ladies, man, I gotta tell you, they were rock stars. They're at the tomb. Why is he telling them, don't be afraid? The angel already told them, don't be afraid. Why is he telling them, don't be afraid? What does he tell them to do? Go tell the brothers. Why is he telling them, don't be afraid? Because the brothers are wanted man one through 11. Right? Anybody following Jesus is an outcast at this point. Don't be afraid. Nobody can touch you. I'm going to guard you. That's what he's saying without saying it. Go tell them, let's meet up, let's change the world. It's a big meeting. And these ladies are on it. They are on it. I think Mary Magdalene, if you read the scriptures, you're like, it doesn't make sense. Why, like they're coming and going and she was running all over. She was doing God's work on Sunday morning. And the disciples, they were scared spitless. So let's just take a journey. I'll throw a few verses on the screen. Luke 24, 10 and 11. Now, it was Mary Magdalene, yeah, and Joanna, another one, not Mary, but Joanna this time. And Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles, and these words seemed to them An idle tale. They're like, that's a fairy tale. That can't happen. That's never happened before. What? Lazarus? The girl that he rose from the dead? It's happened before. They've seen it with their own eyes. Why are they so surprised? Something spiritual in them is making them not see it. And you might have that going on today too. I mean, these guys should know better, and so should we. We'll use Jesus as a curse word. Why? 2,000 years ago? Why are you saying that guy's name? Say somebody you don't like now. Say their name. Jesus has got a hold, and we think we're in control. Everybody's talking about Jesus, whether good or bad. Everybody's recognized Jesus, whether good or bad. Jesus is still the most prominent historical figure of all time. The most recognizable symbol of all time is the cross. And these guys can't get it. They did not believe him. That's astounding. But i got to say, bring that to the room. How many times do I know God can heal you from cancer? He can heal you. I know he can. I know he can. And yet, will he? Oh. When will he? If I pray hard enough, if you believe enough, we get all twisted up in all of our semantics, and explaining away whether he can or whether he can't, whether it's for now or whether it's for not. And instead of just having faith, we twist it all up. The next verse, Mark 16, 11 and 14. But when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, Mary Magdalene. They would not believe it. There's a couple other guys that were on the road of Emmaus in between, but I'm going to skip to this for sake of time. Verse 14. Afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at table. So they're at the table eating. Good thing to do. We're all going to do that today, right? They're at the table eating. That's what they're doing. And he rebuked them for their unbelief. I believe this food will taste good. I believe it will nourish my body. I believe if I overeat, it will make me fat. (laughs) I don't even have to believe that. It's true. (laughs) Fatter. Okay. Truth in church. And he rebuked them for their unbelief and their hardness of heart. So if he's rebuking guys that have seen actual people raised from the dead, do you think if he came here today, he might say something to us? I mean, I'm just going to be honest in church. I think Jesus would have a few words to say to me if he came to church, pastor and all. Steve, really? You say someone could be healed, but have you healed anyone? Really, Steve? You say you want to go make disciples of all nations? You say you want to see revival, but do you believe it can happen, Steve? I'm using me. You can use you. I think Jesus might have a few words for us. Tenderly, but rebuke. Rebuke's not bad. Rebuke's good when you're wrong. It's like a fire alarm that goes off in your house when you need to get out, when something needs to change. That's what a rebuke is. Let's stop thinking it's a bad thing. A rebuke is a good thing, especially from a loving Savior, Jesus. Soften our hearts, Lord, because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. Do you believe the accounts of Scripture? These are people that have seen eyewitness and have written it down through the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you believe their accounts? That's a good question. So, I think we've gone around long enough. Hebrews 11. Let's just end it here. Creme de la creme is without faith, it is impossible to please God. You're like, I came to church, I wanted to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You can come to church all you want. Now, I'm not saying that in like a, you're a bad person way. I just want you to know. I'm just saying it like a, a matter of fact, like God's clear way, Okay? I just want you to know, like, this isn't a beat the saints message. Saints are awesome. Because God made them awesome at the cross, in the resurrection. Without faith, it's impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to God. Do you want to draw near to God? I think that's why you came today. That's why I came today. I like, I want to be close to God. Must believe that he exists. Well, I do or I wouldn't be here. And that he rewards those who, what does it say? No, I want to hear you say it. What? He rewards people who seek him. Up until salvation? Up until I get it? No, no, no. He rewards people who seek him. Ongoing. Still seeking Him. Seeking Him again this morning. Went up in a plane with John Herman this morning seeking the Lord. That was a fun sunset. It's more like a sunrise. I was just seeing if you're listening. No actually I misspoke and then I turned it into a like I was seeing if you're listening. Do you see that? It's like speaking 101 or something. Blame it on something else. How awesome to see the sunrise! Boom, there it was. He was alive. And it hit you like a ton of bricks. And you just wanted to yell. Because up there, above it all, all these little kingdoms don't you feel like you have a kingdom? Your house, your yard, all these little kingdoms matter how much you own, you own something. At least you think you do. Until you get up there. And you see that clearly it is small. Everything is tiny. And God, we haven't even touched the surface of God. He's amazing. Seek Him. Seek Him. All right. First thing. Resurrection, Jesus rose from the dead, saving all who believe. Wouldn't you like to believe in him today? I want to believe in believe him more than today, right now than I did this morning, and when I walked in today. And I hope you feel that way too. So here's the punchline. Accept him. Accept whatever he says, whatever he does, accept him. Be accepting. Like I have to accept cancer? That's not from him. God doesn't want any of his kids to be sick. God doesn't want you sick. God wants you well. God didn't make you sick. Let's not blame sin and suffering on Jesus, our Savior. He's the one rabidating it. He's not the one that's causing it. My own sin is separating me from God until Jesus decided to go to the cross and be separate from God whoop, so that I no longer have to be so if you feel separated from God right now please change your mind believe something different something better the gospel is good news because you have Jesus taking your place He felt separation. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He felt the separation. You don't have to feel that way anymore. You can turn to God and say, we're together. I'm with you right now. That's belief. All right, number two, rain. Two most important events in the life of Jesus and in my life. The reign of Jesus. Jesus reigns with authority. We're going to see it from Scripture. Look at verse 16. He reigns with authority, empowering all who believe. Now, I have labored over every word in this outline, and I don't like the ending. All who obey. Sorry, I said believe. Empowering all who obey. What does that put the onus on? Well, if I'm obedient, then I'm good. And if I'm disobedient, then I'm bad. That's not right, though. So i got to figure out how to say it better. So what about this? Empowering all who believe to obey. Okay, let's just say it that way. Empowering all who believe. Do you believe? Point one, huh? Okay, well, all who believe are empowered to obey. Because you can't obey Jesus Christ on your own. You can try the Old Testament law. You can try to slap that on. You can try to put up the fences. You can try to live by the rules. It's miserable. I've tried. You've tried. It is a losing battle. You can't obey Jesus on your own. That's the law. You need the gift, the promise, the power, the Holy Spirit. So ask Jesus. Ask the Father. Isn't that what he said in Luke 11? He's like, hey... Don't your dads give you good gifts? Anybody getting Easter gifts today? Easter baskets? Easter egg hunts? Yeah. Evil dads, evil moms. Sorry, I just called your mom evil. Sorry, mom. Mom's happy, everybody's happy. You'll get over it. All right. If evil parents were evil because of sin, we're twisted up. If evil parents give good gifts to their kids, will not the father give the holy spirit to anyone who asks that's what the bible says and the answer is yes so ask ask all right look at verse 16 that's told you to be there your probably eyes were gotten. I don't want to look at that anymore Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, good job boys, now you're believing a little better, it took a while, to the mount to which Jesus had directed them. So how did Jesus direct them? doesn't say in the scriptures, other than in Acts it says that he was telling them things through the Holy Spirit, so maybe that's how, I don't know, maybe he told them before, maybe he told them after, I don't know, but he directed them and they went, good obedience boys, and I want to be like them, I want to obey. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. That's good. What's the next three words? Jeez. Really? But some doubted? Now I can't, those three words, I've preached on this a lot, this is the mission, right? Those three words don't compute with me. Because I think I'm better than that. If I was there, I wouldn't disbelieve. If I was there, I wouldn't doubt. If I was there, I would worship. I would obey. What says they worshipped, it doesn't say they didn't worship. It says they worshiped. You're here worshiping too, right? And yet they doubted. And we have doubts too, don't we? Let's be honest. Let's not lie in church. Don't add that to our list. We doubt. We doubt. And in doubting, we stop believing, and when we stop believing, we stop obeying. And that messes everything up. Because his plan's better than our plan. Some doubted, I'm going to throw that away, I can't, uh, drives me nuts. Because a picture of me, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority, how much is all? All is all, and that's all all means, right? All authority in heaven and on earth. Now, I can't get into this, but we're talking first heaven and first earth. Well, there's only one earth, but first heaven, right? There's more heavens in the scripture. I can't get into that, but like, Jesus never lost authority in the second and third heaven, but on the first heaven, he gave it to us. We had the authority. You know what we did? Punted it away through Adam and Eve. So what he did is he said, I'll make a plan. Father, thank you. Jesus agreed. Praise the Lord. Here's the plan. We're going to we're going to get the authority back in heaven and on earth. And he comes back and he says, hey boys, we did it. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. You're like, hasn't he had this from the beginning? Yeah, and he gave it to us, dominion, and we punted it. And then he brought it back and he's like, I have it again. You want some? Here you go. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. There's so much there, I'm just going to keep going. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold. Because sometimes when you're reading that much, you get lazy. And so he throws another word in there, like, hey, listen up! I am with you to the end of the age. So when I said Jesus is here, I meant it. Because Jesus says, I am with you to the end of the age. He's here. He's with us. Not just omnipresence, manifest presence. He might be in your heart if you say it that way. He might be on your mind if you want to say it that way. But I'm saying he's here. Work, Jesus, work. Jesus reigns with authority, empowering all who believe to obey. So, what are the commands right here in this passage? Go to the mountain. They did, right? He didn't command them to worship, but they did. And then he says, "What? I have the authority." And then he makes one commandment: make disciples. How do you make disciples? This is the commandment for everybody. How do you make disciples? You go, but that's a a word that's continuous. Going. Keep going. Keep going. I went. No, keep going. That's what that word means in the Greek. Keep going. Going, baptizing, and teaching. Okay, you can take that home. But here's what i got to ask you. You can't go if you're not sent. Who sends you? You're like, oh, Jesus. Okay. Did he send you here today? Great story, Linda. Jesus sent you here today. Jesus does the sending, doesn't he? And Jesus is going to send you somewhere. He might use the Holy Spirit to speak it, but he's going to send you somewhere. Maybe even this week to someone, maybe even this week. Baptizing. You can't baptize if you aren't baptized, right? Why would I go baptize somebody if I'm not baptized? It makes no sense. Hey, you should be baptized. Did you get baptized? When did you get baptized? No, never. What? If It's important. Why didn't you do it? Guys, I'm telling you. If you haven't been baptized water or spirit. If you haven't been baptized, you need to be baptized. Pursue that. Seek him. Okay? Because Jesus is empowering all who believe to obey. You can obey him. Then what about this? Teaching. Well, you you can't teach if you aren't taught. Who's your teacher? The Bible's clear on this. There's going to be a lot of answers, but there's one right answer. Who's your teacher? Thank you. Thank you. I thought somebody going to say, Pastor Steve. And I'm like, no! <laughs> I don't want that responsibility. You take your teacher with you all day long. 24 7, Holy Spirit will teach you. If you ask, if you listen, you will learn. He will lead you, He will guide you. He's your teacher. When he teaches you, you can teach someone else. Maybe he's teaching you some stuff right now that you can go tell somebody else. That's great. All right, we got to wrap this up. There's so much more I want to say, but I'm going to just... I'm just going to wrap it up right there. You can go to Acts 1 if you want to know more about obedience. That'd be a good place. We'll throw Luke 24, 49 up on the screen. And behold, I am sending the promise of the Father upon you, but stay in the city, Jerusalem, until you are clothed with power from on high. You don't have to go to Jerusalem to get to power, but you do have to stay. Like, what does that mean? Abide in Christ, ask Christ to fill you with his Spirit, and watch what happens. It'll be a fun ride. Okay? Acts 1, we'll talk about it. You can go there on your own. So much more I want to say. Let's end it this way. These are two significant events. Can we all agree on that? The resurrection's huge. Do you believe? Do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you believe in Him, risen from the dead, in victory over sin and death, He can do for you what you can't do for yourself. Believe it. If today you're believing that for the first time, I want to give you something to remember. I'm I'm a monuments guy. I like to give people something to remember, right? I want to give you just a little heart because God's giving you a new heart, right? And you can write the date on it and you can keep it. If you're believing Jesus today I don't care if it's your first time or you're like recommitting whatever like I'm not going to get into semantics if you're like I'm in I believe you're like that was easy yeah it's that easy believing's that easy people don't get saved because they think that doesn't make any sense it's too easy you're right that was easy it's it's that easy And people make fun of how easy things are, right? It's foolishness to us, but it's the wisdom of God that makes freedom free. Not with a price. So, one of these down here for you, if you are doing that, you can write the date on. You have a new heart. This is just symbolic of the heart God's given you, okay? He's giving you a new heart. All right. Second thing, for you guys that maybe are believers. how far are we going to take that belief, guys? We just wouldn't believe enough to be saved? That's great. Okay, cool. Thank you. Get into heaven. Free card. All right, I got one. No, dude, this isn't a monopoly game. This, this is life, this is eternal. This is everything we need. Are we going to obey? Like, well, if it depends on my effort, then no. Okay, it doesn't depend on your effort. Ask Jesus. He's the one that reigns, He's the one that will empower you. He'll empower any who believe to obey. And I think that key word there in Hebrews was seek Him, keep seeking Him, keep seeking Him, keep seeking Him. Keep seeking him. All right. Let's wrap our service there. I'm going to pray. We're going to sing. You guys are going to say something or play the piano or maybe you brought a picture or whatever God has. We have a few minutes left. Because people matter. Because you matter a lot to God. He loves you he reconciles you. If you want to know more about that, come ask me, but I'm going to tell ta- I'm going to take you to this passage, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. If you can't remember that, take one of the gift boxes because on the top of it there's the verse, 2 Corinthians 5:17, and just keep reading from there and see how you can be reconciled with Jesus Christ. All right? Let's pray. Father God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you <laughs> for your word, for this life, for new life in Jesus Christ. I pray that some people accepted Christ today, that they prayed, that they surrendered, that they believed for the first time and that they have a new heart. I declare that in Jesus' name. And and God, some of us just need to wake up and uh, maybe increase our belief a little bit further and, and also seek you farther than what we've sought you before because you're vast and our kingdom is small when we get above the clouds and we get up into the heavens we see that you are God and we are not and we're astounded by your handiwork Father what else do you want to say today speak through your people Speak through your people, Lord. Send the Holy Spirit now to remind, to convict, to convey whatever you want to say. We're here for you. We love you. We believe. Help our unbelief. It set us free. In Jesus' name, amen.